One of my friends asked me to be a driver when he had to do the uh, colonoscopy. Man, that deal was a pain in the ass for me. <laughs> uh, I've had too much cashmere chai, and I actually brought some change because I want to go see the animals at Powers so Greg can introduce the show. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to the Carnival of Randomness. Today we have the Mass Grappler, a.k.a. John Eric Payton. Hey, he's not the masked grappler. What yeah. are you, the manager? I'm the, the... Uh, unmasked manager grappler. Ah, sorry. Grappler yes. manager. Fire I the am the one you, you <laughs> can actually communicate concisely Where with is other he now? humans. Where is he now in the world? Uh, he sleeps all Sunday, usually, unless there's a show. He sleeps all day Sunday, uh, all every, every week, unless there's a show. That's a hard week of ass-kicking, so he's got yeah, to rest. Uh-huh. Is there another <laughs> scaffold death match over a pool of piranhas coming up, like in Singapore or like Malaysia? Uh, Sri Lanka. There's ones booked in Sri Lanka. Can we get this online? Like, look uh, up Mass Oh, uh, You know what? I could, I could uh, stream it live on Facebook. Book maybe, and you can all see him get shredded. Oh, so you know what happened? <laughs> you about... taking the fairy princess over there? <laughs> Funny why we say this because you know what happened. Maybe some of you would happen to you yesterday. Rock-tology? I get flagged. <laughs> this is going really. <laughs> but I get flagged yesterday on Facebook for a post from 2021. Now, if you, either of you don't know or didn't see it, you could try to take a guess after I describe it. So I got flagged because my post was. Pornographic and promoting negative body image. Can you guess what it was? A picture of you. <laughs> oh, get the, get the, off the show. Wait a minute, hold on. Okay, well, we went from proctology before the show, and now hold this is... On. Well, you know what it was? Got no, this. Sir, I'm, I'm I, had to, I had to throw that line in there because you made me laugh. Yeah. I, uh, you set me up there like yes. that, but... Um, Oh, I, I'm drawing a blank. I can't a, it think happened to a lot of people. It actually happened. Maybe it happened to Greg Prevost twenty times. I put up a song "Sway" from Sticky Fingers with the picture of the album. Oh, really? And that was plagued as pornographic and promoting. <laughs> so what I was going to do is I'm going to put the Velvet Underground picture up. But I yeah. but I put like Christian music, Jesus loves you, pick the album up. <laughs> but it happened. Greg Prevost got flagged twenty times because wow. he put up, and it, you know, it's just. Obviously, the pants. Yeah. And the song Sway. Yeah. What about, like, uh, remember the the original <laughs> album cover of yeah, I... uh, Meaty, Beady, Big and Bouncy by The Who? I think it was, uh, I think that was pulled off the shelves almost immediately and replaced with uh, Roger Daltrey in the can of, in the big. Fatta SpaghettiOs, or no, it was Beans or something? No, that was the Who Sell Out. out. Oh, yeah, that's right. Meaty Beaty was the one where they were standing in a doorway or something. And that's the thing like... And the original, I think the original album cover was banned, and they had their changes. I wonder what it was. What was it? Oh, some salacious. And there's one you could find. There's actually a European version of Sticky Fingers like you can find in France and Europe. It's nothing, you know... Outlandish, it's just different. I, put, I actually put it up on Facebook. Was that an Andy Warhol? I thought it was. was yeah, it that was, a... wasn't it? I know Velvet Underground <laughs> yeah. was. I... But how did you, do you have any, like, things? With the working your... zipper. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, you know right. that's that's an interesting concept. Weird album packaging. Because, like, remember the Alice Cooper album with the panties? Yeah. had the pink panties uh-huh. in it. Man, and, the uh... cost of something like that, Master. I know. Well, Jeez. you know, the big one, too, when we were kids, it doesn't matter if you liked the group or not, you had to go to Gold Circle. It used You could find it for two ninety nine. after a while, that ELO album, the double album, that had the little Build-A-Spaceship in it. Oh, wow. Like a cardboard It was cut-off. a little cardboard yeah, spaceship. Yeah. But I've heard, like, Live at Lee's, the original, you got, like, a piece of fake cake, a ticket. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. The, uh, the original pressing of... The one of Cheech and Chong's Up in Smoke record, I think, had a humongous rolling paper in it, like to make yeah, it, to I roll in massive joints. And I, things. Have, I have like big bands. I have some cool posters from old albums that came with the Yeah, album. there were a lot of them like that. Even like when Kiss did their solo albums, they had like interlocking posters. I bought back when I was in Ireland for the with the Bishop Carney band. Right, Andy? Remember Bishop Carney band in Ireland? I do. All right. Does anybody Andy remember was, laughter? <laughs> but uh, I went to a record store there and picked up a couple of albums just for souvenirs. I mean, I was stupid. I didn't know what I was getting. I got a mono version of Sgt. Pepper, 
<clears throat> which you I don't caught have mono anymore. from Sergeant Pepper. That's pretty. On <laughs> <laughs> <And> Parlophone, <laughs> the real deal from 1960, whatever that was. And then anyway, inside that album was like those cardboard things. They had the Pepper guys and the oh yes, policemen or cardboard little cutout things. Oh, that's awesome! Very cool. You actually had that? Yeah. I know because I got the white of them when I was in Toronto, and actually somehow when I was like a high school kid, I I, I had the logic (laughs) about it where. American money was worth more in Toronto, so I got the white on there. But it had the poster in it, so I don't know if later ones had the poster in it, the four Beatles yep, on there. Yep, I think, I know I had the poster, but maybe the later ones didn't. I don't know. And I've heard, like, earlier, like, John Payne stuff, there's, like, an album that would have Mask Grappler masks, like, every 50th one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they the were mask. They were edible vinyl masks uh, <laughs> that when you sweat, they dissolved right into your skin, and then the... the the delicious syrup would run right into your mouth. And then you'd go out and beat up somebody. Yeah, yeah. with a, with a, heard, with a big, big head or something. You know what I just found out? Now, maybe both of you know this. You're both into all this stuff, too. I didn't realize there was nearly a John Carpenter remake of The Creature of the Black, from the Black Lagoon in the 90s. No. no really? Like, I didn't it was know. close. This is the funny part. I guess it didn't get funded because they put their money into Jaws 3D and lost so much money on Jaws 3D. Oh, wow. You know what? I'm surprised those haven't been rebooted. The way as much as Hollywood is rebooting everything, I'm so surprised. That, that the creature has it. <laughs> right. but he I watched said, the original the other week. Oh, the, I, you know, I, have the, I, have the, I have the set. Mm-hmm. Young the... Clint Eastwood in the Return of the Guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> he's a tarantula too. He's the dude who bombs the spider. Ah. Yeah, he wasn't. Was he might have not even been credited in that role? Maybe, <laughs> but that was a uh, yeah. I've, Universal horror. Don't get me started. I love. No, it. that's what we yeah, hey, talk away. That's what we're, <laughs> we're here for. I think we had a massive Universal horror show. Last year with the three of us. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, the creature, like, I would almost put him as my favorite. He's, like, never been remade. You hear, I've heard, you you know, and almost like the weight of water is almost like a shape of water. It's almost like a remake in yeah. a weird way. Uh, Frankenstein's my absolute favorite. What that, about the, that lady in the lake? Or lake was it, I don't know. Never mind. Go ahead. No, <laughs> I remember, like, the woman in the whatever that M. Night Shyamalan one. That was, like, a video game. Weird, like, almost like a... Live action, uh, like D and D or something, you yeah. know, with the characters and stuff. But I share your love of Frankenstein. Oh man, it was that 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 original one is so horrifying to, to I can only imagine audiences in 1931. Yeah, sitting there and that when I was a little kid and I saw that the first reveal of the monster because they they aren't campy at all in that first one. It's like they're dealing with yeah. you know creating life from dead body parts and it's horrific you yeah. know and then this monster you hear him stomping up the stairs and he comes in that doorway backwards and turn yeah and, and look on the yeah face. and it got campier as it was the, 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 as they went right. along but bride i loved even son and then they got really and i guess out. like karloff and he must not have read the book because the monster educates himself yeah, and yeah. Talk. he wanted the monster to be silent so that's yeah, why he didn't like son of talking. frankenstein yeah. They made him quiet again, because for Karloff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he was when, wrong on Bride of Frankenstein. That was a very successful movie. I just watched a big commentary on it. Or listened to it. The Ghost of Frankenstein is that? That's the one where 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 uh, or Bella Lugosi plays the monster. Yeah. He's hideous. In it. <laughs> <laughs> but the funniest one, like Frankenstein meets the Wolfman. Three people played the monster because what happened was um, Bella was having all these health problems. So they had Lon Chaney did double duty and Glenn Strange. And yep. So I guess Lugosi's eight minutes. And and you could say four because the fight scene at the end was two stuntmen. It's, and I guess like David Scal, as I've talked about him before, has written some really great books on Glenn Strange was a great, he was in a bunch of westerns. Yes, he was. And good. he was the bartender in Gunsmoke. Yep, and he was like six foot four. And, yeah. You know, about Bella Lugosi, the short little monster. I know. <laughs> the dwarf. It's like Plan Run. 9. Yeah. It's like he could come in all of us, like uh-huh. all you guys could be Bella in Plan mm-hmm. 9 now, you looked just like him. And his mouth was all weird looking. It was like, yeah. yeah, I know yeah. it was. But like I guess they cut so much out of Frankenstein meets the Wolfman because they did. because there's if you can watch me smothering I'm blind because of the movie when they put Igor's yeah they brain just in. did away with that storyline for Wolfman 
But I was thinking it was just Thanksgiving, and I was going to call this our Thanksgiving Day hangover. Yeah, that's a good and, one. Uh, Me and Greg are hungover. Did you have any uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> like good traditional stuff when you were growing up, like for Thanksgiving? I did, uh, certainly. Well, I, talk my away. Mom, well, my mom was huge on the whole, my family and everything, and uh, I have a big family, so five kids and mom and dad, and... Uh, um, yeah, we did it up every year. I was very, very fortunate to have an amazing uh, family and feast. And, you know, I, I count my blessings every every time. And now my, my wife is an amazing, amazing cook and cook, makes a great meal. And uh, it's so, and, and for, like, I, this year, I didn't have a, did you have a night before Thanksgiving gig this year, Greg? No. <laughs> so I didn't have that, so I was able to come home from work and relax, and then just I had a Black Friday gig and a gig last night. It was, it was, yeah, it was, same yeah, and I remember, like, I didn't know until I started working at bars and being involved in the scene how nuts the night before Thanksgiving is. <laughs> yeah. I was at uh, Buncey's. That was Pat. I went to hear a friend of mine playing. On uh, the, 20, the night before Thanksgiving? Uh, no, I wasn't. But that, you know... <laughs> My, I, the, of course, roasting the turkey and all that stuff, I love it. But my, I think my favorite thing is that 11 p.m., 11.30 p.m. turkey sandwich on Thanksgiving night. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then a piece of pie or something. That's, I think that's my, I was, I was doing that. I was the only one awake this, uh, in my house at, you know, midnight on Thanksgiving night. And I'm in the kitchen making my, my the club food. sandwiches, yeah. the club <laughs> sandwiches galore. Oh man. We'd start like prep the night before too, because I would make pumpkin rolls or a pumpkin you'd have to get the oven free for the turkey the next day. No, oh, oh, yes, right. <laughs> and there's always a great smell like in the morning my mom would start really early and she would wrap the turkey in bacon. And you would get smell that down. oven smell like when you were waking up in the morning. Right. Get down. <laughs> bacon wrap. Yeah, I mean turkey. I think we just did traditional you know, the basics. But then, like, later on, I think, because, you know, got the Italian family, and, like, by the time you get to the turkey, you're done. It's, yeah. it's, right, like, right. what is it, John? Pasta, yeah. salad. Have you ever heard the John Panetta thing, the joke about, you go over to an Italian's house, you get get the big bio pasta, but then they go, now you're going to eat. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> like, my friend Rob, Rob the Caesar, we would always, everybody knew who we grew up with, go, you know, whenever we went over to your house, your mom... We gained like twenty pounds before we went out with you. <laughs> Sit down for a small snack. <laughs> you know? Yeah, right. Well, we're gonna we're gonna have something to hold you over till dinner. Yeah. It's like a lasagna. We had a weird for some reason. Like the football games would be on, but we always went bowling then on Thanksgiving in the afternoon at Terrace Gardens. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, when I was younger, we, we would used to bowl a lot. Yeah, when I was I haven't y- bowled in like decades now. Yeah, I haven't bowled. I'm pretty good at wee bowling. <laughs> Got a 280 on there the other day. I'm, no, actually, you know, during <laughs> the C word pan, the C word in 2020. I got a Golden Age uh, a t- uh, Tari, and I did the bowling all the time. Oh, cool. And you line it up, and then I knew I was old because I got a stiff neck playing Atari. And arthritic thumbs. And they have the different things where you could do the good curves or just do it straight. Or... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but some of the, I remember, like, now... You know, with my parents gone and stuff, I remember more, like, I laugh more at the comical stuff. Like, the one year my dad forgot to cut the, we always had chestnuts. I don't have them anymore because I see how much they cost. But, what ha- you know, you get the ones that are spoiled and they look like they have beards and you don't yeah. want to dead. Uh, But yeah. my dad forgot to cut them. And they blew up all over the oven. Oh, jeez. Oh, I didn't know you. I, I didn't even, I've never even roasted chestnuts. Chestnuts have become an expensive <laughs> item. They're brutal now go take the next time you just happen to be at the store take a look how much they cost per pound the person at the public market always had like the best ones too wow i didn't know that every nut because i actually yes i do i have the bleeding heart i feed the birds so seeds expensive Uh, yeah i always thought they only roasted by an open fire in the song i didn't even think they were a real thing (laughs) (laughs) but the best the ultimate was the one year Okay, back at my parents' house, it was like, okay, there's a room here, and you went in. There were three steps. You went up to the kitchen. There's another room, right? So there was, like, a hangers here. So I used to just throw my coat, like, on the hangers. I missed. And it went on the stairs. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it's Thanksgiving. My dad's got the turkey. He walks and starts, falls down the oh stairs. Oh, my God. Now, and it goes flying, and he's all like, whoo. Oh, like, and my, my mom is dying laughing. Oh. And then my dog comes over. Oh, jeez, like, it's and like, my mom would talk about it for years. It's like after. a scene from the Christmas story yeah. with the dog. 
And my mom would talk about it for years after, but remember when he fell with the turf? Oh, man. <laughs> he's How like, tragic. And he's like, who who put that out? Like, <laughs> <laughs> How horrifying. Did you guys tragic. ever play, like, your turkey bowl in the morning, get together with your friends, and have, like, the... When I was younger, did I, we saw, yeah, because we had such a big family and then friends in the, in the neighborhood, we'd always have some kind of pickup game of football in the leaves or something, uh... But now, you know, I'm retired from that activity. Yeah, <laughs> if I did that, we'd, we'd yeah. see us walking I've, ever done that. <laughs> I've jumped in a lot of leaves. Yeah. <laughs> now we'd be walking with crutches now and, like, stumbling over. And... Uh, one of my, I want to mention one of my favorite tra- tra- Thanksgiving traditions is I always watch uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. I love that movie. But also the WKRP turkey drop episode. Who oh. <laughs> was the line? That. They were like wet concrete. No, they're like they're hitting the they're hitting the pavement like sacks of wet concrete. <laughs> I actually finally it's a, it's a dark object. Uh, you know, for years, obviously we used to go to the movies a lot. For years on Thanksgiving. They couldn't release it because of all the rights with the music oh, and everything. Wow. Oh, but therapy, I found yeah. I found the complete set for around forty dollars. I guess I asked Mike Murray because I think that's his favorite show. Oh, yeah. He said everything but like two or three songs is intact in there. Oh wow! Wow, and that's because because they had all the all the bumpers. Uh, if you watch it in reruns, or <laughs> you know, is some kind of kind of generic rock sounding music. But in the yeah. day, they were playing all the real music from the yeah, radio. I didn't know that. I never. Really so, that. So, yeah, you know the rights. That's the thing. Yeah. That's why. Mm-hmm. So he'd come out of bumper saying, that was Fleetwood Mac, blah, 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 whatever. And I don't know how they got around it. They had to cut around a lot of that stuff because they didn't ask, have the rights for it. And then the episodes are full. Every episode is yeah. full of, like, rights violations <laughs> of those songs. Oh, and we've gotten, like, just, you know, flagged just for stuff I get permission to play so I can see how. But you remember one with the WKRP carp when he's, like, drunk in the bathroom? <laughs> yeah, he's, he's fighting the... <laughs> what, was the what was the other one? The, <laughs> it was the carp fighting the pig. <laughs> the WPIG. <laughs> <laughs> in, the, in the toilet. <laughs> there was the other. Remember, they're started. trying to do the one thing where they're drinking or like sleep deprivation. Yes. Then, like, but Johnny Fever, he's like yeah. out. But then when it's time to play the song, bam. <laughs> no, the, he's drinking drink for drink with the sheriff and the sheriff. Or no, I forget what it was. But he he is his 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 motor skills get faster the drunker he gets so he's like slurring and blah 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 True and, then, and then and then he he rings the bell and like dang he hits the so, so he was re it was it was like pissing this guy off because he's trying to show how alcohol reduces your motor skills and the more johnny drank the quicker he got remember that honeymooners episode where we're gonna do some drinking like men and they get bombed on grape juice yeah. and then next morning yeah. like like Norton's all hung over and Jackie Gleason and Wells like, oh, it's okay. It cleared me up. I found something in the fridge. Yeah. What? Fresh grape juice. Yeah, you're, you're hitting all my zones here, man. It's honeymooners. Oh, they, actually, you know what? I got to talk about fines. I finally found the Lost episodes cheap. For a while, it was like way too expensive. I finally found it really reduced. The 107 episodes. Yep. They go from like 1951. They might be eight minutes long. Mm-hmm. And they go I all have the them way. all. I, imagine, I, mean, I, wow. I was able to get the box of DVDs of those when they were still not very expensive. Now they're not. I used, what you have to do is sometimes just play the waiting game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got yeah I got them all on like eBay over the years and I have them all and uh, you know this this archaic this archaic medium called DVDs I still <laughs> I still do I still a DVD guy. I actually do have because I said okay I better just get up to it just in case I have I have a Regent free player for the imports because you could find some series oh, wow. and it's well worth getting because it's yeah. like you're gonna pay like twenty bucks. And you can get series, like I got, like if you try to get Kojak here, it'll be a lot. You could find the British versions for like 30 and you get a Region 3. And I also have a Blu-ray just because I figure, you know, eventually if I live that long, they won't have the, but I'm still have a DVD, man. I am too. I, 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 I like I, them a lot because, I mean, the streaming is great. And I'm like, wow, I've got a lot of these movies I have are streaming. But then you either got to deal with the commercial breaks mm-hmm. or you just got to, I don't know. It's just something about having the. It's like an album cover, like looking well, at it. It's like a hard having a our, our generation, especially. We just love having a hard library to yeah. reference our own. We have our own library. Yeah, you know, I like when if if I lose internet, 
I have a ton of stuff to watch. Right. Uh, because uh, it, it, my my DVDs and my movies, and uh, I'm never in the dark. <laughs> yeah, and people I know. would say it's, to me, "It's like, uh, why do you stuff. have all this?" I go, "Do you even watch it?" I go, "It's there." Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm you in know. the mood for something. There it is. I go mm-hmm. get it and I put it in. Look, Instant gratification. The thing about <laughs> oh, I should let you borrow. Uh, I found it at Ollie's. Right. It's <clears throat> it's this box thing of all these super old like Fleischer Rudolphs and oh, old wow. Christmas cartoons. <laughs> oh. I have a Felix the Cat one that I have to watch. It's got like. I don't know, eight or ten. I'm not really big on like streaming and stuff yet. I just not. Well, I do it a lot because, but the thing that about hard media versus streaming is, you could be watching and uh, going through seasons of something, and then one day it's not there anymore, right? Because they they've lost things. the contract to it and it's gone to another streaming service. Well, I'm never going to go to my library and it's all of a sudden gone. Right. It's always going to be there, and that like that really frustrates me. And when, I actually got like you, this one, you're. Appreciate. I got Jim Cornette's book about Memphis wrestling. Oh, wow. The bonus is he makes you a DVD of all these 70s matches from the territories. That's, did you, so I've got like a cage with Jerry Jarrett, like and all these. Wild man. You order it from his store? <laughs> Just go from his store. Oh, wow. He signs it for free. Yeah, I listen to his podcast and I've never ordered anything, but love that guy. <laughs> Oh, I'd love to get him on here. That Imagine was no, when I that. told them when I said and talking about like rest. Now we can talk about wrestling. Greg doesn't know what we're talking about on this one. I'm listening. But we're talking. <laughs> you educate yourself. Educate yourself. <laughs> you know, my dad was always a blossy man. But like for me, I always said about Jim Cornette. If I went, to, if I met him, I go. You know what? When I was a kid. I wanted to kill you. I hated you. Oh, no, that means he was like, amazing. That, I mean, I hated him more than any other manager. Because, like, Captain Lou Obano, he was drunk. He was nuts. He was mm. fun. My dad was a blossy man. He loved the man among men. He's, but yes. for me, I, when I was watching George's shit with Corn, I just hated he, to spoil a little rich well, he, prick. Yeah, he tapped into that spoiled rich mama's boy thing. That The thing that Bobby Heaton didn't have. But he, he like Jim holds up Bobby Heenan as the best manager ever, and Bobby Heenan was absolutely incredible. Probably the better, best worker than any of his guys he ever had yeah. in the stable when he was actually worker. The bumps he would take as a wrestler. Cornette also took a lot of freaking crazy. I guess bumps. remember the one with the scaffold. He broke his leg. Oh and yeah, man. Up scaffold. Uh, 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 <laughs> oh, Great American Bash '86. Seven, the yeah. night of the Skywalkers. <laughs> <laughs> they hated that though, because you ever hear behind the scenes, they're like, "No, man, oh, they're, they're like, man, it's just like we have to do it for six months on the road." <laughs> the thing is, you those, had to go up on a scaffold and those fight. Two, well, those two teams were the best workers who could give you the amazing match. Their chemistry was amazing, but they kept putting them up on a scaffold where you can't do anything but just fall off it. And yeah. it, it was like these guys, you know, there's no. It, it was a waste of them, is in my opinion. They're like, okay, the Midnight Express versus the World Warriors on the scaffold. Well, who do you think is going to fall off the scaffold? Those three hundred pound muscle heads aren't going to go off the scaffold. <laughs> you know, so like, would have been good if they broke the scaffold. Right. I, it's like I, they really abused those scaffolds. But he matches. was like perfect. The theatrics took precedence. And they would yeah. do stuff like he was such a prick. Like he's like, well, ten thousand fine. Ten thousand is just to call the mama. Yeah. yeah. They, they got a wrestler. They actually, they had like a slapjack. And they, they whacked his partner over there. They tarred and feathered him. Oh, my God. Magnum TA, yeah. you can see it still online. Oh, I saw I, yeah. I watched that. I went through all of Mid-South's library that's on the... You know what you, know what you have to watch? It's on that 133 of Vice, Tales from the Territories. Oh, I see. yeah, that's great. And one with Jimmy Hart's like, they, I just watched the Dallas one, and he goes, okay, he's carrying me out. I feel something. I got stabbed in the butt. <laughs> Somebody yeah. hit him in the ass with a blow dart. No. He had to go get a tetanus <laughs> shot. But I met Jimmy Hart, the best compliment I've ever heard from anybody you could do this say whatever you want say i look like taylor swift because we share a birthday it won't be the same it's uh and i've heard this a lot i've gotten stopped for selfies as her and i just take them at this point i want to make somebody's day yeah you know you're so hot and don't we know it but the thing is jimmy hart i go i met him he was at a sports car show here and i'm talking about the gentries Oh. So, and he gave me a card. I actually, I'll show you the card next time I see you. He gave me a card for his restaurant, but I don't have it on me. But mm-hmm. he said that, you know, you, I wanted to, if I had you in the territories, I would have paired you up and made you one of my tag teams. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. You would have been an amazing. I would have been great on the mic. Oh, you would have been a great manager, too. I would have loved, I would have loved to use the foreign object, uh-huh. though. That would have been the best. Oh, yeah, yeah. You and the grappler on tour, you managed the grappler. Oh, forget about it. 
I distract the rap. I'm going to go home and watch the Ren and Stimpy wrestling. Oh, that's so great. <laughs> the super atomic... dog. The super atomic butt pliers. Yeah. And you got to remember, what I love about it still, I look at it like, it, I say it's like it's jazz in a magic show. you got to suspend your disbelief. Oh, yeah. But Absolutely. when you were Definitely. those things, you... You really like you would if you watch some old things like the face is getting mauled. People are trying like there was one thing where they lock like a, they beat the crap out of him, lock the cage. Fans are trying to climb the cage. You know, I went to one thing at the War Memorial back in the day. Uh, Martinez, some guy named Martinez was wrestling. Pedro Morales, maybe. Maybe, but you know people were like throwing chains in the air, hit him with this, and I'm like I, I couldn't yeah. believe it. I'm like, man, these people are. I remember Pedro Morales <laughs> sticks to me because I remember seeing him wrestle Ken Picard. There was a guy by me, and he's like. He had the phrase with Pedro, short fuse, short fuse. You don't like to break the rules, but short, I got a short fuse. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but it was just because it was that. And, I mean, these, like, heels were scary. Like, it's like, see George the Animal Steel. You might laugh at it now. Mm-hmm. And George was scary. He was scary, but, like, and took it to a whole nother level of scary is, like, the Detroit Sheik, uh, the the original Sheik. Yeah, with the flames. Well, I mean, he'd, all he did was stab people and throw fireballs. <laughs> I mean, and then everybody was legitimately. He never left. Character, I guess Cornette ever. said what he would do was like if he was like at a hotel or something, he'd chase kids around yeah, the lobby yeah, and stuff. Yeah, he'd pull forks out and chase. You know, wow. And he never yeah. left character. Uh, uh, went outside of his character. Ed Farrat. The, uh, yeah. As a matter of fact. If you were a promoter and you called this house and asked for Ed, he wouldn't answer. You better ask for the Sheik. Uh, and 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 people were terrified of him. Wow. You know, uh, and like you see the like the you over watch the Japanese matches where they go towards the crowd and the crowd scatters like insects <laughs> running away. It's always like the way he would do it because he would come out and he'd be going like this and this around. People would be getting out of the way. Yeah, did, like you ever, did you ever see this with my neighbor had it and I borrowed it for a while and I never watched it. And I gave it back to her, but I can get it again. But it's a it's this weird I think Japanese wrestling movie with a squid. The squid guy wrestling. If you look it up, <laughs> you gotta it, look it, this it's, up. It's yeah, Damn, I haven't seen this. Right. Yeah, it's it's messed up. I mean, it looks messed up. Well, you know what I got? I finally, I actually, I'll one of my things now. I've been saying, talking about like our DVDs or CDs. What happened to me is okay, like dealing with my dad, then COVID shutting down, then my death when I was stuck in my house for two months. It's I like the description of Henry Rollins when he visited Lemmy. You go in the house, there's piles of, like, books, DVDs, memorabilia. He's like, stay on the path. That's, like, my house right now. It's, like, all, like, stacks of books and everything. And I was, like, getting, like, all that kind of stuff. But I got the first set of the El Santo and Blue Demon movies. Oh, wow. You can get them online. They're putting them out. They, like, come in four packs. Mm-hmm. Are they subtitled or something? Yeah, taking on the monsters and everything, okay. taking on Dr. Frankenstein. The what the hell wrestler. is that? That's the movie that I, I got to watch. The I Calamari gotta... Wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> oh, which I, wish you, I wish I could show everybody this picture right now. Can yeah. we set up a match maybe with the grappler against the squid? He's got a lot of arms. I mean, yeah. the grappler only has two. <laughs> uh, he, I got to show a picture of that to the grappler. Wait, I guess. Oh, Funny he... pick about a brooding wrestler reincarnated as a giant squid is a kind of waiting for Godzilla aimed at the midnight circuit. Oh man, <laughs> I have to that locate. A, I have to locate a copy of this. That Goofy, be. bizarre yet surprisingly coherent. The calamari wrestler veils sharp social commentary with irreverent humor and corny romance. <laughs> the New York Times, and we all know they don't lie. But yeah, check that out. I gotta, Boy, I gotta reborrow that. If the I can. mask grappler versus the calamari wrestler at, at WrestleMania next year, that could be something. One of the old, one of the funniest ones I've ever seen. I found one called Robot Vampire. Which is from, it's like one of these goofy Japanese where you get this, like, they like jumping on springs going around. Yeah. There's all these guys bouncing around and he's fighting them. Oh, wow. Speaking of silly movies, uh, do you ever watch Offbeat Cinema? Oh, I actually, I got home last night late. They hit Frankenstein Beats the Space. Exactly what I'm talking <laughs> yeah. about. I got home from my gig. I got home I'm, and I I'm, go, we're blessed. I'm go- I get home from my gig, and I'm going through Thanksgiving leftovers. I got the little TV in the kitchen on, and 
I'm going through the channels because I just have the uh, aerial in the kitchen. Yeah. And, of course, now with that aerial, if you got a good signal, you get 23 or 30 channels like basic cable back in the day. But so I get to that and I go, what is this? And I hit info. It's like, oh, Frankenstein. <laughs> What's it called? Off, what? Oh, it's on channel, I get it oh. on channel 18. I, don't know. I get it on oh, okay. 46.1. It's a... It's like a, it's a, it's actually a movie show. Like we should I'll break out. out. In, it's from it. Buffalo. They yes. do it from Buffalo. Because when of, I get a kick out of like when I work out in Buffalo, like I do a bank on Hurdle. So every time we go by Terrapin Station and all that, I'm yeah. like, oh, it's offbeat cinema. And and uh, it's just an old school throwback movie, like you know, a bunch Schlock of a bunch of uh, uh, not really hippies. What are they portraying themselves as? Like beatniks, like beatniks, like beatniks, beatniks yes. <laughs> and uh, and uh, it's like a coffee house. It's you know, it's a Svengoolie type without the horror. Right. It's a horror guy. It's a uh, beatniks. No, they got the dude with the beret. They yeah. got like the, right? the cool oh, yeah. chick with the and sunglasses. They, and always play kooky. Cool, weird, offbeat movies. Yeah, they actually look more for. They don't go like you're straight. Like I know they show House like Night of the Living Dead for Halloween, like it's public domain. Certainly, but and you got to see that it's great. But they find some really like they what they have one the the whatever somebody something something that turned out to be zombies and the misfits and that and something that become zombies and love life or whatever yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, man. Anyway, uh, yes, I mentioned when I was what when I was there when I was at my in my house last night and I go offbeat cinema. I go, I have to mention this to Rob. This has to be something he tracks with because it's so up your alley. Just the the whole vibe of it and the movies they play. And I go. Oh, there's no way Rob has not seen Frankenstein meets the Space Monster. And what were they trying to... Because I came in, like, about where the last hour... Frankenstein was a robot. And I remember, like, there's the woman... There's, like, the bald guy with, like, the, the, the ears. Uh, and they're yeah. trying to do something with women. Like, what are they making them, like, duplicates? Unfortunately, I didn't track with the whole movie because I was asleep by the end of it. By the end of it, so I don't know what you're talking about because I never really actually seen. No, the whole I went thing. to bed at like like about one thirty because I knew I had a show and everything. Mm-hmm. And I was, but I gotta find this one. I've gotta just find this one. It's great. It's hysterical. But yeah. there's like a couple. But I like like they had a Mexican vampire movie on one night on there. Uh-huh, I think I've They're seen that. Vampires riding horses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so great. <laughs> no, and it's like, I think we get to the point, too, where, like, yeah, you know, we've seen so much stuff. We want weird. We want stuff we haven't seen before. Mm-hmm. Like Robot Monster. <laughs> or Calamari Wrestler. Robot Monster. Yeah, the monster with the... the, the the diving the, helmet. The gorilla with the diving helmet. Oh, outside. that. Yes. That's so funny. That movie is so, like, there's out there. There's one line. There's one line. You sit there and go, I can't believe he says it. He's threatening. Like, there's, like, it's, like, I guess, like, it's after an apocalypse. He's, like, there's, like, six surviving humans. Right. He's got this one machine that looks like Lawrence Welk. The bubbles, where bubbles yeah. are coming out of it. But he's threatening them. So I don't know if, what the heck this one line, that where it came from. He's, like, threatening them. I'm going to like this. And he goes, now I must go relieve myself. <laughs> I definitely saw Robot oh my Monster God. on Offbeat Cinema one week. Definitely. Because I was like, what's this gorilla with a fishbowl on his head running around? <laughs> you, know, you know what's a cool movie? I found this. I don't I even remember where. It's on VHS, but it's called Eight Man, and it's Japanese, Eight Man, and what it is, it's basically RoboCop. So, this was a movie about this this detective guy, and he gets shot or near death or something, and they bring him back, not quite a machine, but he's just enhanced or something, kind of like Six Million Dollar Man, you know, RoboCop, but... But it's actually quite good, and and I was watching it, and there used to be a cartoon called Eighth Man. Eighth Man. Remember, they were on Channel Ten, and they were a Japanese kind of like Speed Racer ish. Mm-hmm. It was very cool stuff. But it was like, anyway, it's an interesting movie. It's just a like a precursor to wow. I mean, there are no original ideas. It seems right. like you know. No, right. but you could put them like calamari wrestlers, and they're like, imagine like having like to think of stuff like that. It's like you imagine thinking, okay, we're gonna have a story about a wrestler who's gonna be a squid. <laughs> I know. It's like you know, who knows, man? Imagination gets greenlit yeah. many times. <laughs> man, 
Man becomes squid, meets girl squid, make <laughs> baby squids. Squidlets. Opens a squid law firm. It lives happily. I'm surprised they don't after. have one like about like a octopus or calamari drummer because you imagine like a drummer with eight arms. Oh my goodness! Can you imagine that. I always, you know, I always. I can. Was... He's in that Dave Matthews. Movie. <laughs> <laughs> Neil, no, his name was Neil Pierce. <laughs> um, I, I'd like to try that. I guess uh, I have enough. <laughs> Hard enough time controlling my four limbs. Uh, man, if I had eight. That's still, I'll always say, like, the best drum solo I ever saw in concert ever. The last time I saw Rush on their Time Warp tour. I'll bet, yeah. And it was actually at the the State Fair in Syracuse. Oh, and they wow. did, what they did was they, they did the first set. They do Spirit of, they do, like, about 11 songs. Then they do a break. Then they did Moving Pictures in its entirety. Which oh, I love. I oh, love that cool. album. And what they did, and it was like, you ever get those shows where, you know, they only toured, what, like, maybe five more years before they called the quits. Mm-hmm. But you see a show and you go, okay, I'm not going to go see them again because they're not going to top the show. <laughs> but yeah. Neil did this drum solo that was just... His ones, his last ones were at the, his, you know, I don't know, his last ones, his last 20 years, he's, he's he was, uh, com, uh, Combining it with sequencers and his on his electronic kit, doing all kinds of crazy stuff. And didn't yeah. he like? I guess what he did, he wanted to learn how to play like differently, so he would do like he tried a whole new style. Well, he he, he, he what he, he went his buddy rich because he did some buddy rich uh, stuff during that. Well, he switched <laughs> to traditional grip from match grip he had been playing forever, and uh, he studied hard with who is it, Freddie Hubbard, or uh, he went into a he he he. De- com- he deconstructed his playing completely and decided he was going to relearn basically everything with match with traditional grip. And if you noticed the last ten years of his touring, he was nothing but traditional grip. Uh, which I switch back and forth. Do you you switch back and forth? Only if I play jazz. Exactly. I, I when I when I when I when I play traditional grip, I feel jazzier. So when I play some jazz, yeah. I switch to traditional grip. <laughs> or if I want to do some subtle bounces, but like uh, uh, I never play exclusively unless I'm playing rudimental rudimental stuff on a snare drum exclusively. Right. Then I'll play traditional grip all the time, but. Um, it's good to mess with it once in a while it, just to get relearn that muscle. Right, and you realize, the, you know, how little power you have. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I actually, I know, well, it's crazy. actually, after he passed, I actually found all of his books really cheap, and it's like he comes alive to me again, but just reading his, like, travel books, because when he was, like, with Rush, he would travel by motorcycle. Yeah, he like, never... Yeah. Or, or yeah, or, or if the if the towns were close, within, a, within a couple hundred yeah. miles, he would bicycle it yeah. sometimes. But the yeah, one thing I always crazy. say, my claim to, <laughs> my super claim to fame was 1 4th of July. I went to go see Rush at Darien Lake on 4th of July. Day before, I saw, I ran into Getty Lee biking on the canal. Oh, yeah, and you we, told me and that. we had the momentous oh, wow. meeting of the greats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know how it went. It was like, you know, I got backstage passes, met him. No, he's like, hi, hi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was, a, but I always say this sums up 1970s rock and roll. One of my friends saw Rush at the, was at the War Memorial probably, and it was like maybe Permanent Ways. It was before Moving Pictures. It was Permanent Ways. One of those. Mm-hmm. Okay, this was now to me. This sums up what would be his 1970s rock concert. They played five songs, two and a half hours. Yeah, right. <laughs> now, doesn't that seem 70s rock? Like, I'll oh, be yeah. listening to like a 70s live album, yes. and I'll not be paying attention. Yeah, and I'll go, right. well, what song is this? Oh, it's one. the same song. <laughs> right, right. All right, for a short number, La Vila Strangiato. Because <laughs> that's only like 10 minutes or something. <laughs> and they would do, like, I remember, like, a, like song of Jimmy, they take days to confuse over half hour. Wow. They would play, like, like Zeppelin would play four hour shows. Yeah. But there's, like, I've told the story because I think it's really good. Yeah, it's three dollars worth that. But, like, yeah. yes. <laughs> Like, for yes, Rick Wakeman, like, he would always say, like, you know why I wore the wizard stuff? Because, like, when we did the huge, long instrumental, I had, I had curry, and I ate at my keyboard. <laughs> and also, 20 minutes of any given Led Zeppelin show is is him beating his guitar with a violin bow and then pointing at the audience. <laughs> he did that at the firm. I saw that with the firm. Remember that? They played, In the remember they played? Yeah, I saw they, Bonham's band, obviously Jason's, opened up. Form that show. 
I was I saw the firm in Cincinnati, Ohio. Oh, see, they played here. So, Bonds Band opened up for and them. and who opened up for them? I don't think they had any open. You know who opened up for the firm in Cincinnati? Oh. An hour of uh, uh, Bugs Bunny cartoons on a massive oh my screen. God. That's that's who that's opened bizarre. up for the firm. Yeah. Uh, Which would be kind of fun. You know what they should? Because remember, like back in the day, like when Elvis played or any of those guys, they played short sets. You might get a magic act. You might get like yeah, movies. they were variety mm-hmm. shows. Yep. Mm-hmm. It was like the vaudeville model kind of. Yep. They just kept that going. This Hungarian man will spin plates for four, for an hour before That's Deep right. Purple comes out. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. He's been spinning plates for a solid hour. The saber dance. <laughs> but that was like cool in the day. I still like. I'm still an old. Show my age about ticket prices. I remember I go, Ma. So-and-so's coming to the War Memorial. Here's my paper route money. Yeah. And they cost, like, and they find, like, my mom's like, well, you owe me $2. They Wait. went up to twelve ninety-five. Those cheap shit. Yeah. And I remember it was Rush, Hold Your Fire, where I'm like, what a bunch of crooks. They're charging $17. <laughs> Change back on a 20 And that was, like, one of the funniest shows ever, I remember, because they started really searching people. So you saw all these people running. Yeah. <laughs> so like, mm-hmm. That one, I got crushed at that show, too. I was, like, right up front. Getty was saying, like, back up, back up. I was, a uh, Good drugs? Oh, not that kind of crush. <laughs> I was introduced to the uh, binocular liquor bottle at a show like that. Like, ah. Where you're... Oh, yeah. I see. <laughs> yeah, there you take the lens off, and yeah. the whole binoculars is just full of booze. And <laughs> and you take the lens off, and it's... You know, <laughs> dude's drinking out of his binoculars. Yeah. And I go, what's that? I'll never yeah. forget my uncle, my Uncle Hal... He was a gadget guy, and he loved all this kind of stuff. He was like Rodney Dangerfield from Caddyshack come to life. <laughs> and he owned Clover Pool Supply, and what he did was, like, he took me in the basement. He goes, you got to see this. Okay, there's this oak table. It's all these chairs. You sit on it. There's a table here. He goes, watch. It's filled with booze. You just open <laughs> the thing up and booze. <laughs> oh, wow. He <laughs> <laughs> loved gadgets like that, though. Clover. Clover's Pool out there on Route 18. <laughs> This was on. This was on Ridge. Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking of something else. I'm thinking of Pettis. It's Clover, it's, yeah, it's Clover Home Leisure now. No, I'm thinking was, of Pettis yeah. Pools. Never mind. Sorry. It was pools, and like my whole family worked there except me because <laughs> I did something else. I didn't want to be like lugging concrete and stuff. Right. We knew you sold weed. <laughs> I do remember, like I did grow it, and I told my mom years later goes. I can't believe I watered that. You told me it was a Boston fern. <laughs> it's a Jamaican fern, Mom. <laughs> Come on. You know, then she started, like, you sure that? And I said, no, it's a Boston fern. I used to decorate it with Christmas lights. Everything, I figure the statute of limitations a decades over by now. But I would get those black light posters from Spencer's. And I, unfortunately, I got a big marijuana leaf one. Uh-huh. But some of those black light posters were cool. Like, I, I had a Black Sabbath one. Certainly. Wow. Yeah, made for a teenager's room. Oh, it's like yeah. a teenager in the 70s was the black light posters, the lava lamps, yep. the dirty magazines under the bed. <laughs> I was so proud of my black light when I got it from Spencer Gifts. I thought I was going to use it at my my shows and stuff, and it was this little lamp. Who who knows what the hell happened to it. I had one of those things that had, like, playing card designs. You plugged it in, it spun, and put the designs on the wall. Oh, that's cool. Remember, like, when you were a kid getting kicked out of Spencer's gifts? I have a Batman projector watch. I just push the button. You're kidding me. No. Oh, wicked. It's it's just, you gotta, I have to replace the battery, but it's pretty cool. It's got, like, eight different pictures in it. (laughs) Wild. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. But that's another thing about remakes, though. Like, do you just think we should just let everything lie? Or do you think, like, some projects maybe you take and... No, I w- I'm really offended by some remakes. Not that it matters. Though. Who cares? Ghost like, Ship was good. I saw that. Um, I wish they, did, they didn't have to try and reboot Ghostbusters. Yeah. Um, I'm not... It's not a thing against the women... The women cast, it's just didn't, that movie didn't need to be rebooted. It, it just seems like a stretch when they come up with some of these things. It's like, do we really care That's about my... this scenario? Why would this even happen? It says, number one, branding. They're just looking for something familiar. Number two, don't they have any new ideas? I know. Very few, it seems like. Everything, so much, not everything, but so much is a reboot uh, of, Another idea. And it's sad for me being a comic book guy. When I was a kid, 
if I would have heard they were doing all these movies, I'd be like... But, like, but now it's like, I just go and go, eh, boring. I can't, you know. Well, I'm a little excited because DC had a big shift in their in their boss. So James Gunn is now one of the big guys at DC movies. So the DC movies should actually start getting better and more cohesive. This, the, the movies, those movies are so incredibly dense with plot. Yeah. And so they're they so are. long. So like I say, like in the movies from the... They used to know how exactly how much to feed your brain in a ninety minute or two hour. Now they try try and put like a, they and put man. they try and put like a series a series into three hours and make you sit in the theater for three plus hours and it's just you know it's weird that so they give you more product and you complain but in this situation it's like uh, first of all it's impossible for me to sit for three hours and not have a potty break. So you can't pause the movie if you're in a movie theater. So you're going to miss something. Do you want to hear a horror story about (laughs) that? Not me. It didn't happen to me. So, okay, one of my good friends, he's been on Zooms, Mike. We have these stories that, like, I guess at the theater one time, they found, like, during, like, one of those movies, people afterwards came in, they had to clean up pee because somebody peed in their seat because they didn't want to leave. Oh, yes. Was not I, so. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, I'm just, my complaint is, why are they making movies so long and dense? You know what, you know what got me? The one that got me was, okay, the Spider-Man 2. This is the one with uh, Andrew Garfield. With Electro, yeah. and I actually got to a point, we were in the theater, and we're going, at first, it's like, yeah, this is good, this is good, then we're going, then all of a sudden, like, they're trying to find Electro's lairs, and we're going, look at it, going, oh, yeah. come on. Uh-huh. Another thing with the Marvel movies is that none of them are standalone movies. If you don't, you can't watch, if you, yeah. you don't know the plot of what's going on, and if you didn't watch three movies back, or what's, you know, what happened to Thor? Well, he's in this other dimension. Well, it's just... Uh, and I've never, like, when that 89 Batman came out, yeah. and I was like, there had been no superhero movies, yeah. and I loved Batman. I at saw the time. it ten times. I love that. It's in my yeah, collection. It was a great movie. Man, it was, you know, uh, you know, this simple plot, simple enough to follow. It's just, uh, uh, first, uh, Eric Burton's. You know, view of Gotham was amazing to me. Yeah, he was good in the animals too, Tim. <laughs> but I cannot track. <laughs> I've not tracked with these modern superhero movies. That's just me. I have buddies who love them. Visually, they're stunning. But you know, when we go back to this reboot. You know, these. If you're a movie maker and you made a movie 20 years ago, but didn't have the technology to see your vision so you had to make do with whatever they had at the time and now with what they have today yeah you must want to go remake that movie but now. i love or, that though that's way, like probably a good point though. think yeah. about like, like well okay, we can do it yeah. now yeah. So think about like okay like you especially you know this like about the old flash gordons or something where they got the rocket ship the on the sparklers fishing. yeah, yeah. <laughs> But isn't it kind of cool? In it's a way? very cool. It's very it's creative because cool. guys had to make that stuff <laughs> and build everything. And it do we was have just, a? Do we have somebody who wants to join? Yeah, it's yeah. like in music, all, all the technology that we have now. They're cranking out all this crappy music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Back in the day, they had very limited technology. Yep. And music was fabulous. Oh, and I, I want to say something to that to that point, Andy. Is I was playing a show recently with a band. And their laptops crashed, and they couldn't perform. Right. And I was yeah. like, "Well, I have everything I need. But we'll do our set." Yeah. And uh, that'll never happen to me. I mean, I'm a archaic dinosaur who don't right. use laptops. Or, <laughs> but there is a downside <laughs> to all that. Yeah, because somebody put something. I need in my, my pedals. I need guys just appeared on a show. Yeah. <laughs> Well, he's the uh, all-important guru who makes it happen. Yes, but that's like one of the, whenever he jumps in, you know it's a special show. Yeah, so right. You know, speaking to speaking of this whole length of movie thing, and then I watch a lot. I buy a lot of these director cuts just because I think it'd be cool to see what didn't show up in the film. And nine times out of ten, on the commentary, the guy goes, "Well, I love this scene, but it slowed the movie down." Now, we're talking about 10 minutes, 15 minutes uh-huh. of something. Yeah. Not an hour, yeah. not 45 minutes. The original at Superman 4, there's 45 minutes that yeah. didn't make it. I'd like to world. see it, though. That part, I'd like to see those minutes. Well, there was there was some stuff that you can see, like about like the Bizarro sort of creature that... Yeah, oh, the, yeah, that, I've seen... Still. Yeah, and he was like the first nuclear man mistake. 
And so he becomes like this bizarro-ish thing. And there was a there was a fight, and you know, but but yeah, but like I watched, I bought the Daredevil with uh, Ben Affleck. Mm-hmm. There's a director's cut. There's a courtroom scene where he actually be, is a lawyer, and it's like this slowed the movie down. It makes it a little more interesting to me. No, like for me, I'll give like one of my biggest examples is the Big Red One with Lee Marvin. Oh, There's right. the director's edition. I would say the, it, the what? Big Red One. It's oh, about World War War movie. It's a war movie with Lee Marvin. So it's like about. Hour 40, and actually it has Mark Hamill playing against type, because he was in it before Empire Strikes Back. He plays oh, wow. a coward. Yeah, early 70s, right? Yeah. Oh, but what, there's a director's cut. It's almost three hours long, but what it does, I always I tell people, this is a rare instance. It takes a good movie and makes it great, because it fleshes everything out, and right. you're not bored. You're like, it fills no, in. A, like I love that flick. The, the Dirty, does, uh, the Dirty Dozen, the Big Red One, that, that era of uh, World War Two flicks, is that? Am, am I right? The Dirty Dozen. Is, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Oh, I, those are my kind of movies. It's like I don't want to go like for super. I just want guys fighting. I want like a, <laughs> you know some good humor, I mean, some good. Me action. and my brother used to watch those on Saturday afternoon, not understanding Kelly's you know, the, Heroes. Yeah, Kelly's Heroes, not understanding you know how actually brutal and horrible war is. <laughs> no, that's my joke about Buck, Pi- Buck Privates from Evan and Costello. It's a comedy. It's propaganda, obviously. Yeah. But, like, Buck Privates come home. They're all healthy. Nobody's mean. Yeah. We're going yeah, home. Right. We're going home. We're Nobody... going to get some antibiotics for this thing in my crotch. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's missing. Nobody's dead. Everything else. But that's, you know, it's propaganda. Uh-huh. Stuff. Did you ever see Time of Our Lives? Yeah, movie with Dana Andrews. Yeah, and they got the guy and the, the actual guy in there with the two hooks, and there's a big scene where he's uh, he's getting himself dressed, and they just show this whole thing how he's getting himself dressed with oh, just having the two hooks. Wow, uh, like he really is. Yeah, it was the real deal. Oh, okay, but you do find out, like you know, you and learn, like I actually finally found out what Benny and the Jets was actually about. But but Benny yeah. and the Jets. What is it? About? It's about it's about snorting coke with a hundred dollar bill. Ah, oh, and that what cracks me up the best is Elton John's on the I Muppet didn't Show know that. playing mm. there. Yeah, uh, Jets, you know, take off. Yeah, uh, Benny. Oh. It's the seventies, right. the decadent seventies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't think Elton ever did any drugs, but mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, or ever sold his art collection. <laughs> I'll say so. Uh, what would we do? What would it? What would it be called if you do it with a one dollar bill? <laughs> Normal. <laughs> Let's see a, the a, end of the night. A, a dollar in baking powder that you think is yeah. coke. <laughs> no, but I always like see. I like the like I was talking about Flash Gordon. It's got to be cool in a way to be creative though. It's like now I would love like it's a Deus Ex Machina of you could do whatever you want. Put in a good story. Yeah. Well, yeah, they had to write a better... Like, Don't just have, like, the big fireworks because it gets boring after a while. You know, yeah. I've been watching, like um, you have, I've been watching a lot of those older George Reeves Supermans, right? And I'm starting to realize everybody goes, oh, they were for kids, blah, blah, blah. Those first couple seasons were not kids' stories. So those were like yeah. true Extortion. Yeah. Political... The guy going around killing people in the town with the gas mask. Yeah, I mean... Even the second season, I mean, you know, a lot of gunplay, and and you know, I just think that they were written, they were kind of an aftermath of the radio series, and those stories were fairly about crime. They were about crime and Mm -hmm. criminals and gangsters, and and that's why that show was successful. I think because they didn't try to go too far out; they kept it. A day in the life of Clark Kent. He's at the paper. Something happens and he's off. But so that made it more interesting to me. Now that Didn't I watch those, but it was the a good, two other it was things a good I look for. That, there's that one guy who plays a hood in like a hundred. There's yeah. that one guy, that character actor. He's like a yeah. mobster. Yeah. And the other one was watching because George Reeves used to go have liquid lunches yeah. and try to spot him on the show when he was a tad pickled. Yeah. Some of the latest later episodes, yeah. you can see he's, he's like all, fizzled yeah. out a little bit. It's like, "Did you golly gee, Mister Kent?" Yeah. Like, Listen, Jimmy, I used to stay there, stay put, Jimmy. That's <laughs> <laughs> I just learned. You know, and I love them because you can. They do. They're written like those were. Like, and I still, like I said, I. Bless Noel Neal. I love Phyllis Coates, though. Yeah, she was great. Everything else. But I know time is a flying. You'll come back, obviously, John, right? Me, yeah, whenever you want, bro. Yeah, Except man. for when I can't. <laughs> <laughs>
You know well, then what? Then we won't have you. <laughs> I think that's the first thing on this show that's made sense. <laughs> well, what's going on, like, down the line for the end of the year and everything? Um, go see. Well, how is record? Now, that's the thing, too. There's, like, the glory of record store day. Oh, man. And I heard... If you got there really early, they were giving away, they had grappler masks hidden in the store. <laughs> yeah, they, they definitely probably do. Uh, but Greg has done that Black Friday event before, too. But the Boris Karloff version or the one? Didn't they have yeah, one I the, missed it this year. The, uh, oh, the, uh, the Boris Karloff wrestling mask? <laughs> you got to make that one up. The Black Friday archive is always free. Well, that... Greg will attest to that. That back lounge room is something magical, man. You know what I said uh, to every friend of mine who's played this? Go, okay, no matter what you do, okay, you could play to five 500,000 people in Rio. When are you ever going to play on a stage with a T-Rex wearing oven right. mitts and a chandelier? And, you know, <laughs> it, it makes a, quite a difference when you're playing in a, a bar where people are happen to be wandering in to get a bite to eat or a drink. Versus some place where people specifically came to watch music and maybe have a drink or something, but they're there obviously to take in and enjoy your music, and it's palpable. Yeah, that's you know? what I like too because uh, I've used the term and I hate the term, but I don't like shows where I call it wallpaper music where mm-hmm, people are just there mm-hmm. and because they're like, "I'm here to hear the music. Shut the hell up!" <laughs> <laughs> right, um, and you know. Uh, uh, a whole bunch of people who came to our show last night at Murphs who saw it there, saw us there, and we've lot we've won a lot of fans over from their shows at uh, Record Archive. And like I said, Greg has played there several times with Brian Lindsay. Uh, Greg pl- and Lindsay, Brian Lindsay plays a lot of the same haunts I do. Oh yeah, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that just that's that's. Every town should have a place like that for bands to play, man. Oh yeah, and you know, right. you know, if, also it's prestigious to be asked there because you know that they think your your band something's worth being. And there. I've heard, and I've told this story before. I've had friends who moved away to quote unquote big cities, and the music people, and they'll get in touch with me, like, and they'll go, believe it, like compared to like what we used to go see. You know, back in the day when I could do it, you know, I might be out like this, like five dates a week. Mm-hmm. Now, if I could do like, <laughs> it's a little, right. it's like, well, does the show end at nine? <laughs> I do like. Where it was before? Well, if the show right. starts at one a.m. <laughs> right, the band starts at eleven. Don't worry, they'll be done by two a.m. Yeah, but that's it's a great place, and it's also I love like I like like one of my things now, and like you played the Riviera, mm-hmm. the ambiance. Oh, it's like a great so place. Cool. It's just a great place, like to see a show at Record Archive. Mm-hmm. If people would ask me, like, where does she shows here, I'd go. Um, that's Jer- one place you got to check out. It? Jeremy Grace and Chuck Slavaggio are doing so amazing. I keep in touch things, with them all the time uh, down there. For I mean, and you know, I'm uh, they're promoting their ass off, and I'm sure they're at sometimes, you know. Uh, it's costing them money, but they are they are. And they said they'll be on the show again when they have time. And they they are steadfastly, you know. They've also had some shows that filled that place up, and I'm sure they made them money. I I've seen like I've seen like because the good friends of mine. I've seen this from the in, infant stage or whatever the little acorn grow. Mm-hmm. And they just like the thing is they love music. Yeah, man. They gave the JPP a chance to play a concert there, and you know what what kind of draw do we they, have in Livingston They County? still don't do, they won't take my idea to put the wrestling ring there yet, but let's give them time. Out, uh, out back in would, the parking lot. That would, you know, me imagine like Hammerstein ballroom type vibe, you know. The, <laughs> <laughs> that's, but no, that's a place, like, and the only, only thing I have to say against Atlanta, though, is I keep trying to buy that T-Rex from her. She won't sell it. Uh, she better <laughs> not. Put it, put it in the carnival. She better not. I better be up there looking at me And they always, what I love, like, supporting local indie stores and everything is there's a love of music. Oh, yeah. You know, Run into Dick Storms, you go talk your ear off. Talk, ask about Quicksilver Messenger Service, mm-hmm. everything else. Well, they're actually experts on the sub. They're not just retailers, you mm-hmm. know. I mean, they they do this because they really like the subject. Or like mine, the funny one last time I was there, I like I finally I, I feel ashamed I didn't have it, but I found a copy of a CD of a quick one by the Who, the only album I didn't have. Oh. So I go buy it before the show, and I go, I have a change. I need a tip for the band. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, but I ain't giving you a 20, sorry. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, but that's awesome. But, like, we'll look for you guys coming up, and obviously, and you can maybe come back before the end of the year. If you, you know, sure, bro, man. Reach I don't out. know. We're, we're going to be doing, like, in the light, we're 
continuing over the winter. Sometimes, you know, obviously if we get buffalo-like weather like we had, uh, we're just going to have to, like, cancel the show in the morning because, you know, unless the mass grappler has a huge... I know he's a master of many trades. Does he have a gargantuan plow? He can plow our way here. Oh, uh, well, he just uses his uh, dinner spoon, which is about the size of a plow because his mouth yeah. is immensely yeah. huge. And... uh if he, you know, it's like a soup spoon times 17, so he can just yeah. get but his But, you know, you understand where we're doing this from, western upstate New York. Yeah. So, but we have a little extra treat today, and, you know, go listen to their music. Go listen to, I think Greg did a drum solo where he, on YouTube where he throws the thing. He no, starts banging his drum. head against the drum. <laughs> he has a great drum solo. That somebody vid- a lot. <laughs> Somebody videoed Greg's drum solo from B-Side a few shows ago, and it's, Really good. It's on Facebook, maybe? Yeah, it's all there. Right. The only thing Carla I get, maybe? How yeah. did you do the part where you threw the sticks up and <laughs> Kentucky Fried Chicken? No, he got caught, him back and yeah, caught him. Caught them in his nostrils. Came back down. A lot of practice. <laughs> yeah. Don't try. Oh, he don't pay thing. me to practice that. Don't try this at home doing something like that. <laughs> but then we have a little thing. We have a good So Hopefully, Roy Stein will be on the show. He's like, me and April will come on. Just get a hold of me. They're a little busy. You know, we'll get them. Yeah. He's busy playing. But they have a band, Don Mancuso, a whole bunch of lips turned blue. And I said, place it. Would one of you like this pick out the track from this? Me? Oh, sure. Let me, either of you. Let me see. He's the guest. He has privilege, but you can okay, argue, amongst, see. argue amongst yourself. Don Mancuso played on that last song of mine that oh, was released. Oh, you both, you speaker. argue amongst yourselves. You could. Uh, <laughs> Hello, no. la 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 la. Uh, pray for tomorrow. After listening to this show, I guarantee everybody's going to be doing that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, thanks a, but thanks a lot, John, Greg. Thank you, buddy. Uh, yes. No problem. We'll see you again. We'll see you, obviously. Go Bengals, huh? Go Bengals.